I'm all about questioning current systems. That's what no degree is. Questioning cr- the current way things are done. Because, look, they served the thing at time. And, look, there was a time where it's like law school was cheap. I re- look, I talked to someone. They, they're the father, right? Grandfather, daughter, and mm-hmm. niece. Grandfather went to law school, 2500 a year, three years, 7500 okay. Daughter went to school, law school, twenty five grand a year, three years, 75 k Niece is at school, 50 k a year for three years. Yikes. That's you know, a so lot of money. So I'm all about having other ways like, hey, if you work at a law firm for X number of years and you pass the bar and you have certain requirements and stuff, why not, you know? Right, and then I guess trying to change that—it's a big. That's a big job. Yeah, in... it's gonna take the rest of my life. It is again. What, it's what, gonna. What a mission! Are... Yeah, that's my mission. Life is going great until one day you're out of work. No matter how it happened, you need to find a new job, pronto. The problem is, no one ever taught you how to navigate the ever-shifting and ever-changing wasteland of applying for a job in the modern market. I'm Rob Conlon. And here on Recruiting Hell, I help people get jobs. I'm on a mission to help educate 10,000 job seekers on the best ways to get hired in the modern job market. No matter your field, this show is designed to help you level up your job hunting game and escape the many circles of Recruiting Hell. Step into my studio and let's get you the hell out of here. This episode of Recruiting Hell is generously supported by our friends at CoinList, one of the fastest growing companies in the cryptocurrency space. CoinList is hiring. Visit www.coinlist.co slash jobs to apply. Tell them Rob sent you. Hello and welcome to Recruiting Hell. I'm your host, Rob Conlon. A few months back, I was chatting with one of my buddies, Tom Duncan, and his father, Dana, when guesting on their show, The Greatest Movie of All Time. You might remember Tom from episode 22. He was one of our job seekers who climbed out of recruiting hell. Well, he and his dad mentioned that they thought that a great set of topics for the show would be to look at job hunting options for those with varying challenges for their job hunt. Last season, we tackled ageism in the job hunt, and the episode was a smash hit. Now today, we visit another challenge that is experienced by roughly 57% of the U.S. working population. Not having a degree. So we're defining that statistic from the Minnesota Department of Education's Office of Higher Education, backed by some data from the most recent U.S. Census. So we're pretty solid on that 57% figure. And when I was creating this episode in the season break that we took here in spring of 2021, I knew I had the perfect person for this who could really bring some value to the listener base. He's here today. His name is Joniad Iqbal, and he's here to chat with us a bit about building your own degree. And Janiyad is the founder of NoDegree.com, and that's a niche website dedicated to those people who don't have degrees. Janiyad is also the host of the No Degree podcast, which I'm willing to bet that if you're listening to my show, might be a really good one to add to your listening rotation. Janiyad, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you for that wonderful intro. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. It's always a good time, to, and especially when, you know, again, LinkedIn brings people together. It's really great. <laughs> it does a great job at doing that. It certainly does. Well, hey, Janai, let's start off with the elephant in the room. We know that not everyone has the same chances in life. There's a lot of factors that I mean, make everybody have kind of the different experience. What is the number one thing in your mind that if somebody doesn't have a degree, they can do to mitigate not having a degree? 
working on their communication skills and networking. Those are the two things, regardless of your background, regardless of your skill set, will 100% improve your chances in so many ways. Okay, then why? Why those two things? Think about the most important thing in the world. If you look at the, or the most valuable thing in the world, right now, all the large companies are tech companies. And what do tech companies have? They sit on a lot of data, right? Facebook is profitable because of the data they have. Google is profitable Mm -hmm. because of the data they have. Now, this is where networking comes in. Networking is you, there's probably someone in your network right now who can probably help you solve a problem you have right now. They just don't know you have a problem. So it's an issue of information, right? That someone does not have the information or you don't have some information. And there's probably someone in your network right now that you can help. They just don't know you have the skills to help them or you're available. So it's really what networking does is it increases the information available to different people. So as you network more, what happens is you have access to more information, right? Think about it. It's like if I told you, hey, I can tell you how to make a million dollars step-by-step, right? You'd pay a lot for that information, right? So think of networking as a way to sort of bridge that gap, right? Bridge that gap to the access, accessing that information. Now, communication is it improves your chances of networking, right? And it also allows you to just take advantage of opportunities. Like, if you look at a lot of people, there are a lot of people who don't know anything, but they have great communication skills and they get by in life. Now, the thing is, if you actually do know things, and you know how to communicate yourself well, you just increase your chances, right? Because you're always selling something. And most often in life, you're selling yourself in some capacity. You may not be like, buy me, buy me, but you're showcasing your competency, you're showcasing your skill set, you're communicating ideas. And communicating the right ideas to the right person at the right time can lead to many wonderful things. Got it. And that's that's a great just like almost advertisement for what you should be doing, no matter what your situation yeah, is right now. Yeah, it doesn't now, matter. Which you is, which you is lost your awesome. job? Go network. You have a job? Go network. You have a business? Right. Go network. You're in trouble? Go network. Like think about problems that you've had. There's probably a part and how you solve them. A lot of times people have come right. There's someone that helped you. There's a buddy. A buddy gave you a recommendation. And networking really changes that. Like a lot of people, you hear the common thing, network is BS. But it's like, no, go out there, go help people. That's not BS. People helping you is not BS, right? Most people are only in networking for themselves and not for others, and those people find it BS. Like, yeah, if you go to a networking event, you're not going to get 10 deals. If you go to a networking event and go to help out some people, you're going to see in due time, it will lead to great things. Definitely. Definitely, and you know, networking is so powerful. We've had so many folks on this show who, and echo of what you're saying here, Janiad, is just it's it's awesome. So, I want to move to the big thing that I brought you here for. There's a laundry list of reasons yeah. that people don't get degrees. It maybe it's family, maybe it's the finances, maybe maybe life just craps on you sometimes. Yeah. Let's talk about your concept here, the concept of building your own degree, because that is. Kind of a big project, it sounds like, but yeah. also something that I really i I'd like to hear about, and I'm sure our listeners would as well. I mean, if you think about it, think about the most important lessons or skills you acquired in life. Most likely, they were not acquired in a classroom. And one thing I really don't like is that oftentimes people confuse school equaling education when that means that you can get educated through many ways. 
right? You can read books. You can take online courses. You can have mentorship. So realize that school is one way to get an education, and there are pros and cons of it, right? Some For some things, it's great. Some things, it fails, right? And I'm going to tell you, there are certain things that it fails at. L- the communication skills of college students are laughably low, right? That you're going to go – and oftentimes, the higher, the more educated someone is, educated, the lower their community – like, go to PhDs. Most PhDs are not known for their presentation or communication skills. They're known for their expertise in a certain area of study. So that's one aspect. Now, building your degree is that nowadays, more than ever – Due to accessibility of the internet and the, how fast internet speeds and just you know being able to have it on a mobile phone, you can learn so many things and you can do so many things. So let's say the one example I like, I like listening is sales, right? You want to get some sales sure. experience, go sell a product for, you know, go offer, let's say you know a company or you know a storage, offer, be like, hey, I'd love to be an intern and I'd love to sell for you. Who's going to turn that down? No one, right? If you, Yeah, if you're here. Yeah, as long as you're not a crazy person, you can say, hey, (laughs) you know, give them a small – be like, hey, I'd like to sell for you on a commission basis. There are so many jobs where it's like commission only. Marketing. You want marketing experience? Go find a small up-and-coming brand, a local store, a local restaurant, and say, hey, I'm kind of up-and-coming, and and I want to get some experience. I'd love to market your Instagram, you know, and no charge. How many people would say no? Right? I don't think anybody would, and, especially and, with, with social and, media. And if someone says no, go ask three people. One of them will say yes. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. So all these things, like you want to get acts, you want to get better at marketing. Create a podcast, go market it. Create an Instagram channel, go market it. Create a LinkedIn profile, go market it. There are so many opportunities to build it. If you want to get involved in tech, go build something. Go, oh, you know what? Like, for example, right now, cryptocurrency is hot, right? You want right. to do something. Oh, okay, let me create a coin price tracker that I build. And it could be a copy of something, but you built it. Now you could say, what's your experience? Oh, you know what? I saw these things, and I figured out a way to track the prices of different coins and different exchanges, and I connected the APIs. And it doesn't have to be the best. It just shows that you have to go out and do something. So in every industry, there's a way to create your own experience and use that to get your foot in the door. And now the thing is, now when you go interview, they're going to say, oh, what would you do? Be like, well, I saw that there was this opportunity. I was really passionate about this, and I built this. You're going to stand out. You did it yourself. You're proactive. You're creative. You're, you show a lot by doing that. Got it. So then how does that tie in to your website? Like what we, we can go and, and find these, yeah. these positions in our communities and things like that, that say, Hey, you know, Oh, it's my favorite restaurant and they don't really have a social media presence. Maybe I should talk to the owner that I know there and say, you know, Hey man, do you want me to do your Instagram? How does that tie in to what your kind of, I guess bread and butter right now because I've been doing yeah. this for seven years. I've seen. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> my thing is, don't let the lack of degree hold you back, right? Oftentimes, mm-hmm. people see marketing positions must have marketing degree. Don't think that hey, I have to go to school, get a marketing degree to even have a shot. So my thing is, is that just because you don't have a degree does not mean you're not skilled, does not mean you can't break in. Now, look, certain areas like if you want to get into the sciences, that's a little tougher, right? But when it comes to things that you can actually execute yourself, there are so many different ways. And that, like my thing is, is that people are skilled, showcase your skill, upgrade your skills and show other people so that you can get those opportunities and you can move up and you can be in a position so that – you can get other people in without degrees because, unfortunately, this is a big issue. A lot of companies are now open to the ideas of having people without college degrees. The issue is their recruiting efforts 
don't favor those who don't have college degrees. Oh, you want to go hire someone? Oh, let's go to your let's let me go talk to the alumni board at my school, right? Not sure. helping those without degrees. Oh, let me get a referral. Who do people refer? People who are their friends. Who are people friends with? People they went to school with. They don't go after these nonprofits that kind of help. So the fact is, is that a lot of times recruiting is done off of referrals and current ecosystems, and those ecosystems do not have those without college degrees. So therefore, if you don't have a college, that's why I created NoDegree.com to kind of give people the tools and equip them with the knowledge so that they can break in and they can move up and change the way hiring is done and change the way that people without college degrees are viewed. Got it. So this, you may even have to create your own ecosystem for yeah, yourself. No, especially that's, if that's you get sort in. of what I'm working at. That's okay. creating my own ecosystem so that, hey, if you're looking for great talent, come to NoDegree.com and hire. That's, you know, that's currently what I'm working on. Right, and then also for um, on a more, I guess, micro level with people who are in the job hunt, when they get hired someplace uh, as somebody maybe without a degree, they have the chance to say to people that they may bring in, in the future, hey, you know, we don't always necessarily need a degree here, especially for marketing. But I, my question for you, the follow-up here, Janiad, is how do you affect change at an organization that says, hey – you're going to be in our marketing department. You got to have a, t a two to four year marketing degree, and you know puts that up as a wall. How do you tackle that? How do you get beyond I ask that? Them the as question, if so, I typically ask them. I'll say, why do they need a degree? Okay. And then why is like, and then eventually when you go to their why. It's just it really is. I'm a I'm sort of a snob, and I need this requirement. Right? So you ask them why. Why do they need a degree? Oh, because they need to have experience in marketing. So I say, if I have someone who has experience in marketing, why is that not enough? Then they go into, oh, I need someone who can stick to four years. Be like, hey, if someone spent four years in the field, doesn't that show that they're passionate? Doesn't that show? And I, you kind of just – it's really drilling down questions because the fact is is that – and I, I also ask this question. If they can do the job, why does it matter? And if you have a good counter for that. You know, give me a good counter. I can't say I do because yeah. I completely believe Because, look, you things. don't hire someone for their degree. You hire them for their ability to do the job. And if they show competency, if they showed experience, and you can, they can pass the interview, they can pass some skills assessments, what's – I'm not saying only hire people without degrees. I'm saying no, hire competent people, and some of them will not have degrees, and that's okay. Like, at the end of the day, I don't care whether or not someone has a degree. Even then, like, there, I think – so many fields. Like I want to impact even like the law field. I want to make it so even lawyers don't require. Because if someone can Whoa. pass the bar without having a degree, aren't they superior to someone who had to go to law school and failed the bar once or twice? That 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 may be the case. Actually, you know, That's I'm not really look. I'm not saying it. just hire someone with no competency. I'm just saying that if someone can show a level of competency, because at the end of the day, and the thing is, if the bar isn't enough, then I mean, then why is that a requirement? Right, why does the bar exist then? Yeah, yeah, then why does it exist? And then it starts – I'm all about questioning current systems. That's what no degree is, questioning the current way things are done because, look, they served the thing at time. And, look, there was a time where it's like law school was cheap. I, look, I talked to someone. They, they're the father, right, grandfather, daughter, and mm -hmm. niece. Grandfather went to law school, 2500 a year, three years, 7500 okay. Daughter went to school, law school, twenty five grand a year. Three years, seventy-five k. Nieces at school, fifty k a year for three years. 
Yikes. That's you know, a so lot it, of money. It, 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 so I'm all about having other ways. Like, hey, if you work at a law firm for X number of years and you pass a bar and you have certain requirements and stuff, why not? You know? Right. And then I guess trying to change that, it's a big, that's a big job. Yeah, in... it's going to take the rest of my life. It is. Again, what, it's what, gonna what a mission. Alert. Yeah, that's my mission. That's awesome. Well, hey, so my question for you then, Janiyad, is, you know, we've looked at some of these these jobs. We talked kind of like about marketing and things like that. Where And with your site maybe or even just what you know from, from having been in this kind of like no degree game for a while, what industries can job seekers look to that are not necessarily easier to get into but are maybe a higher chance of success for them being, tech. being hired? So tech. tech doesn't care. Tech doesn't care because the fact is new technology, there's no way – you like a new technology comes out. There's no way you can have a degree because I've heard PhDs argue and they argue over the <laughs> stupidest things. They're like, "Oh my God! In order for it to be curriculum, it needs to be approved by this. It needs to be that." Meanwhile, they're creating this new technology and implementing it while they continue arguing about these mundane things. So, in order for something to be curriculum in a school, it needs to be have a foundation. It needs to be right. It, mm-hmm, it needs mm-hmm. to go through a whole process. Sure. The fact is, technology moves so quick. Like, think about it. Do people learn Facebook ads in school? No. Not that I remember. <laughs> no. And they won't. They won't. Certain things they just won't learn. Like, they won't learn how to, like, do a lot of things that you can actually use to make money. And the fact is, by the time you have a professor who can teach Facebook ads, they're already, like, on the newest algorithm, newest change, newest that. So you got to, you know, these in- tech is so quick moving that they don't have time sure. to wait four years for a cohort of students to come in and all that. Now, the beauty of sales, they don't care. Can you sell? Who cares about your background, right? Sales is another thing. Uh, marketing is another area because you're going to see, like, the best marketers just market themselves. They market. That's it. Right. Right? It's not like, hey, I need to go to marketing school. So at the end of the day, when you look at an ad, you're not like, wow, the person went to marketing school. That's why this ad resonates. It just resonates with you, right, for whatever reason. Right. Right? Like, you see people on TikTok, right? They market themselves way better than professional companies. Which is ridiculous. Like, yeah. It, so, it's crazy yeah. the career that some people have. And I think so tech, you know, sales, the marketing industries, those are some areas that you can definitely go into. And, you know, it, but the beauty is I'm going to tell – I kind of tell people, like, when they ask what industry should I get – should I go into, I, I always tell them that's a bad question. And it's a bad question because the industry will depend on your – your background, what you like doing. Because, you know, you a lot of people say move into tech, and I find some people it's like, oh, maybe tech's not for you. Maybe something else is right for you because we need people in all types of industries, right? Tech just has a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity, but that, that doesn't mean there's not a lot of opportunity in other areas. Hey, listeners, we're going to take a quick break here for some of the business side of running a podcast. These sponsors not only believe in this show, but they may have a product, service, or even an open position that can help you end your job hunt. Give them a listen and drop by their websites in thanks for their help in supporting this show and your work search. Hey folks, it's Rob. A lot of times on this show, we talk about the power of networking to find a job. Well, networking is exactly how we wound up partnering with our newest sponsor, CoinList. So you're asking yourself right now, Rob, what is CoinList? Well, CoinList is a San Francisco and New York City-based technology company that provides investors with access to the most cutting-edge investment opportunities in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space. On CoinList, investors can access the best new crypto tokens before 
they list on other crypto exchanges, and it pays to be early in crypto. Now, right now, they have two special offers for listeners of Recruiting Hell. The first, as a Recruiting Hell listener, you'll earn $10 of Bitcoin when you create an account and trade at least $100 worth of assets on the Coinless trading platform. That's right, you heard me, free Bitcoin. Just visit www.coinlist.co slash recruiting hell to get started. The second is something that could end your time in recruiting hell altogether. Coinlist is hiring. You heard me right. Coinlist could be your next great opportunity for work. Excited about cryptocurrency? Got a passion for technology? Find Coinlist's open positions today at coinlist.co slash jobs. That's coinlist.co slash jobs. And when you do, be sure to tell them Rob sent you. We're back. A big thank you to our sponsors for their offerings, as well as you for considering them. On with the show. Right, and your location may also dictate yeah. what industries are, are there. You know, here, yeah. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we're not exactly the tech hub of the universe, uh, we kind of get things last in this part of the world yeah. sometimes, I mean, at least the this part of, of America. Is remote, remote is, you know, really changing the game, right? Remote yes. has really opened up so many opportunities to people all over you know, the country and world. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about that just a couple of episodes ago um, with uh, Demi Yang from uh, CareerVault.io. She does a whole whole site that's remote so yeah. that every job on there is remote. But you, with your site, though, every job on there is a no-degree job, right? Yes, yes. That's yeah. crazy. So how do you sort that? How do you get that? I mean, right now it just pulls work. from different sources. I want to start going into, you know, approaching companies directly to kind of manage that, right? Mm -hmm. um, sure. Honestly, it's just forming a lot of partnerships. And the fact is a lot of jobs, you're going to see, because you have 57, I think about 40% of jobs don't even require a college degree. So it's only, or 67, no, you know what it is? Okay. You What was the statistic? You had, what, 57%? 57% of people in America don't have a degree. Don't have degrees, right? Now right. the other thing is, so about 40% of people have some sort of degree. I believe either associates Give or, or bachelor's, yeah. right? 67% um, of jobs, last time I checked, it could change, don't require a college degree. So now you have a gap. You have 40% of people with yeah. degrees, right? But you have 33% of jobs requiring degrees. Now you cause a gap. Right, and that's where you cause a lot of issues when that you have these extra people, sort of. So you have way too many graduates for these types of jobs. So mm -hmm. they, people just ignore it, you know, because in society, on TV, all these jobs, all a lot of the people you kind of know about who are wealthy have degrees, but it's because they're more front facing. There are a lot of people without degrees who are doing very well. It's just this is the big issue: people with degrees ha hang out and know people with degrees. People without degrees hang out and know people without degrees. Right, like if Got you're it. a doctor, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, everybody goes to school because I know lawyers, I know this, I know people at the hospital because they work in those environments." Whereas, like, you come to entrepreneur world, you get a very healthy mix of people from all over, right? All different types of backgrounds. Right. That's really interesting. So, to discuss kind of the supply of these jobs, like you said, it's there. It looks like there's a gap, as you described. And then, and look, in my opinion. It should be like eighty to ninety percent of jobs don't shouldn't require degrees. So, and that's it's moving towards that direction. Interesting. What are the factors that are pushing it that way? Just the fact is, like, what are you learning in school? Like, you go to four years of school, doesn't mean you're going to make a good worker. There are plenty of people who are terrible at their jobs, right? And the fact is, is that there are a lot of things you just can't learn in a classroom. That experience is the best teacher. That 
are, would you trust a 22-year-old graduate who just partied every weekend and was part of a frat to run a business? No. Because that, but would you trust an 18-year-old who ran an e-commerce site and did it for four years and grew it to like you know 30,000 you know a month monthly recurring revenue? Would you trust him? Yeah, you would have much more confidence. Yeah, I think and, so. You know, so there are a lot of facts, and just realize that this is just a specific cases. There are many more cases. So it's really, college is really failing. And then the other thing is, it's so freaking expensive. Yes, My God, is. like if like you look at tuition and it's just astronomical like think about it if you're paying 20 grand and you know they say oh you know they earn a certain amount more but it's the fact is if you go to college you typically have a support system and that support system plays a big factor in your future income levels right because people who don't go to college but who drop out but have good support systems they still end up earning a lot and these are outdated statistics because they they follow people throughout their years. Well, yeah, 40 years ago, if you got a degree, you would have been better off. But it was also you could mow lawns you could mow lawns in the summer and pay off your tuition. Now you right, could be a freaking CEO of a Fortune 500 and still struggle to pay your student loans. Like I've seen lawyers all the time, 40s, 50s, they're still paying off their student loans, and they make good salaries. So that, oh that's God, like that's a big insane. issue. That's wild, man. That is absolutely wild. So I want to ask you a couple more questions about these. This, you know, We saw the the – Environment was pushing towards maybe not yeah. necessarily requiring a degree. There's a recent, another recent push in America for raising minimum wage, and we yeah. don't necessarily get political on this show. Yeah, yeah, of but course. We're going to call this the the fight for fifteen movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your yeah. mind, whether this movement is the correct move or not the yeah, correct yeah. move doesn't matter. What does this impact the job availability and viability of positions that require no degree? Honestly, I think it has a very good impact Okay. in terms of because – see, this is a very complex issue because unfortunately is. a lot of people when they argue these positions, they argue in a theoretical vacuum. Mm-hmm. So one thing that a lot of people have to understand is these models are very simple. So in terms of there's a amount of supply, there's amount of labor. They also assume people make – rational decisions on both sides that business owners make rational decisions and people make rational decisions right and it also doesn't apply to certain situations when there's an it they have both have equal access to power and equal access to information so you also these things have to be taken into account when you're looking at these models mm-hmm. so often the argument against is there going to be less jobs and all that but you know honestly i kind of see it as a lot of times business owners actually make a huge premium on you and they don't give return some of the premium back to you because they know that if you don't have a job, you sort of die, right? And you're going to see, if you look at a lot of wages, after a certain point, like 150K yearly, wages just go through the roof. And it's because negotiating powder shoots up so much. Because the fact is, people who make above 150 typically have capital and have excess savings and all that. So they can afford to lose out on opportunity. Someone making $15 an hour can't afford to lose out because they probably don't have savings and all that. Now the thing is, you know, it's just you got to think about the long-term impacts. Like you pay someone $15 an hour. Oftentimes, if you take two, the same person, you pay them $10 an hour, $15 an hour. Most oftentimes, a business owner looks at it as a position of, oh, I'm losing out on $5 an hour, right? I could pay this person less. But if you look at it from a productivity standpoint, I'm going to work so much harder at 15 
because if I know there's someone waiting to take my job, you're going to get that. So it's 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 a very complex issue in general. I think um you know, they should make some exceptions for like some small businesses and certain scenarios and all that. But large employers definitely have the money because if you look at a lot of things, Walmart raised their wage like well above minimum wage now, yeah, right? Which is great. And then you didn't need a law to do that, right? And then Costco does a great job at it. I mean, obviously they have different models and oh, stuff, Costco but Costco does a great job. Yep. But you know, the fact is, it's like if you focus on paying your workers as little as possible, you're going to get as little, you're going to get the problems that happens with workers who pay as little as possible, which is. And this is a lot of business owners don't think of is they don't think about the hidden cost of turnover, the hidden cost right. of productivity. Like I'd rather pay someone a little more. Like I, you know, have a business. We pay twenty bucks an hour, right? Yeah. And we pay college students, and they love it. They're like, "When's the next time I can work? What can I do more for the business? What can I? If I pay them eight bucks an hour, they're just gonna kind of go show up and leave. And it's minimum like wage, I'm, minimum effort. <laughs> so minimum. So it's about you have to really look at it in the context. But in general, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of it. Big fan of it because okay. look, I made. 725 715 at one point right i worked at popeyes mm-hmm. and look it was a good wage for a kid in high school who had no sure. bills and stuff but if i'm an adult making that i'm gonna be struggling that's a, yeah it's a real struggle so again i think it's a it's a good touch there yeah to say you know i think that that perhaps that is a massive consideration especially for you know if there's anybody who's hiring listening to this yeah, show yeah. versus also folks who are hunting for a job if you are Looking at these positions, and one is paying you, you know, eight twenty-five an hour, and one is paying is offering you fifteen an hour. Obviously, compare and contrast yeah. the two. But the one you should really be focusing on is the fifteen an hour because that is going to push not only your financial yeah. well-being better, but also you're just going to feel better. And then they spend more. They the spend money. more. They spend more on your on your on on things that and it, it just flows back. The other thing right. that you really have to consider is the fact that. You get better hires, right, by paying more. You also get better referrals because if I know I'm getting paid well, I'm not going to refer anybody, just anybody. I'm going to refer a good person. And, you know, look, I pay 20 bucks an hour, right? If I paid Mm -hmm. five, they're just going to get anybody. But they, at 20 bucks an hour, right, and I paid this all over the world. So in other countries, it's like, whoa, they make sure they get good people. And they're like, oh, yes, we're going to make sure, like, they send good people. And I haven't even had to do an interview. They just send me good people. So now I don't have to interview. I don't have to check a CV. I don't have to do that. That's what I'm saving. You Got know? it. And, you know, that's that's the other thing, too, is that um, I'm a very big fan of the phrase good people, no good people. Yeah. But also, if you're a job seeker who has found a position with something that is yeah. doing well for you, it's really in your best interest to always make sure that you're bringing in high-quality candidates yeah. if you're referring them. Yeah, and the thing is, they're more invested. If you're Look, the more you invest in your employees, the more they'll invest in your business. Absolutely. And then, you know, the more they invest in your business, the more you make, the more you have to invest in them. And it's just a very right. – it's a positive feedback cycle. That's the way I look at things. For everybody, yeah. Yeah. All right, so, Janiah, next question is in the wild, if you will. So let's, let's pretend for a moment your wonderful website does not exist for, for yeah. just a moment. If we were to go somewhere else on a big job board or something like that, how do we detect a job that is going to be beneficial to us like we'd find on your site kind of out in the wild? What are, what are like the two See, or three big things we should look for? You know, so unfortunately, the reason why I started my site is because you would have to know the job you're searching. Because there are individual sites dedicated to plumbers, individual sites dedicated to welders. There are individual sites dedicated mm-hmm. to that. So 
like claims adjusters, but you have to know those jobs exist. So a lot of time people don't think of, hey, I'm going to be a claims adjuster or I'm going to be an x-ray tech or I'm going to be a surveyor. But one way to figure out these jobs is if you go to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, yeah, go to that. They have a database, filter by you know education, filter out the ones that require college, and then check the list. And then go on Google to search for those jobs and check out the individual sites. The job board is not the first place you start at because a job board is good if you know what you're doing, right? If you know what to search for. But a search engine is only as powerful as the user behind it, right? Google has access to all this info, but when people say know how to Google, it's knowing what to search, right? It's not like, hey, here are 10 billion websites. Go find them. You have to know which one of these websites are useful to you. So the job board is not where you start. The job board is the end result because there are over 40,000 niche job boards, Right, and they go really niche. Like they go into oh CPAs in Philly, right? How do you wow. find that? Right, do you, right? You kind of have to do a search. You have to go yeah. to the CPA website and all that. So first, you have to kind of do your research, figure out the jobs, and then you go search, and then you'll find individual job boards dedicated to that industry. So now it's like maybe you'll go to a job board dedicated to insurance. Maybe you'll go to a job board dedicated to legal careers. Maybe you'll go to a job board dedicated to sales careers. That's the best way to go about it. Got it. And that, that just to recap for everybody there, head to Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Or just a, the, just a list of jo- – like a list of careers. Sure. And that will be an article. They're like, hey, 50 careers that don't require a college degree. Check one sure. of those and then search those careers and then you'll lead to better resources specific to that. Got it. Okay. So, again, that's kind of the first step. Yeah. And then the end game, once you've kind of shaken everything out to say, okay, that sounds cool, that sounds cool, that sounds cool, is taking it to a search engine – or not searching yeah. a job site and pumping it through and seeing what shows up. Yeah. I mean, Love the it. thing is, look, there are so many websites, but people just, they're bad at marketing themselves and people just don't know about them. So that's yeah. sort of why I started no degree. So I could link to these websites right on. So, okay. And there's another thing is that you link to these as well, which Some is of them, awesome. I'm, I'm building out a lot because the thing is I can't specialize in everything. No, right? not at all. But I'd love to put, I, my goal is no degrees, a starting point. That gets you, fixes that, and then you go to other websites if necessary, right? And that's why I have, like, the podcast to introduce people to the careers and just nice. – that's kind of what I did. No degree is going to be – and, you know, we'll create – we'll add more resources as time goes on, but we'll never, ever specialize in welding, right? We'll yeah. give enough information to that, hey, here's where you go. But if you want to check out, check out the American Welding Society. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, I love your your attitude there, Janiad, because you – you have that like miracle on 34th street attitude where the Santa at the Macy's is sending people across the street to get the presents at the gimbals yeah. because he knows they have them in stock. Yeah. Like that be- willingness to send people elsewhere from your site. No, I think my is goal huge. Is, look, my goal is to serve my customers. And if someone that's else awesome. can do it better than me, then why not? Bingo, man. And that that's good customer experience. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, Hey, so the kind of the other side of the coin here, I wanted to talk about before we kind of almost wrap things up here tonight is What's the biggest pitfall of looking for a job with no degree? It gets overwhelming Hmm. that a lot of people are bad at the job search. But when two candidates are bad at the job search, unfortunately, the person with the degree has an advantage. So the thing is, you have a lot to overcome in the sense. But the good thing is, it's not once you do your research, you can easily compete with that person. But you have to make sure your resume is on point. You have to make sure your interview game is on point. You have to make sure you're strategic. You have to make sure you network so that you have that advantage. You want to make sure that 
just because you don't have a degree does not mean you're not educated or smart. Oh, you sometimes all. have to, you have the extra thing of where you have to prove yourself a little more, right, compared to someone else. So that's something sure. you have going against you. But don't let that stop you. Just let that you know motivate you to make sure that when they talk to you, that they want you, and it doesn't matter. And then the thing is, when they do select you, they're selecting you not based on assumption. They're selecting you based on actual experience and what you actually bring to the table. Because a lot of Skills. people, especially when you go to like a good school, they're assuming a lot about you. But right now, yeah, definitely, you just you don't have that luxury. But that's okay. Figure out a way to show that they don't need to assume that they know these things about you. That is that is money right there, good sir. That is that is a great little little asset for folks out there. So excellent. So I want to ask you, Janaya, This is my Last mainline question here. What did I not ask you today that people need to know when they don't have a degree, whether it's something to do with an interview or whether it's in the application process? I think, I don't know what you didn't ask me, but this is something I really want to share. Go for it. Don't focus on the fact that you don't have a degree. Focus on what you bring to the table. You can't control what you don't have, but you can control what you do have. So focus on your strengths. Focus on what you bring to the table when you carry these conversations. That's all that matters. And then if they say, hey, I, you don't have a degree. Why would we hire you? Shift the conversation. Be like, oh, I don't have that, but I have X, Y, Z. Focus on what you do have. Because I see a lot of time people focus on other people with degrees. They focus on what other people have. That takes away power from yourself and your position. Focus on you. Know yourself inside out. Know why you belong there. And show why you can do the job and why you deserve it. That's pretty impressive, my friend. That that's a great piece of advice that I again kind of missed. <laughs> Didn't actually ask you, you know, what, what what about that, which is great. So we're gonna close out here, my friend, with three final questions. And I'm asking these to every single person who's appearing on this season of the show. So sometimes they can be a one word answer. You might want them to be a one word answer, just leave it there. But don't be afraid to, you know, dig a little deeper yeah. into each one of them if you like. So you ready? Okay, ready. All right. First question, Janiad, what is the number one thing you think is wrong with the way that the modern job search works? Imbalance of power. Are you All going right. to expand on it? You don't have to. If you don't I'll want expand to. on it. Um, Go for employers it. Employers have way too much power and they abuse having that power. Right, it comes down mm -hmm. to a situation where I see like, well, yeah, everybody should customize their application and spend three hours applying to us. That's so unfair. You have to think about, hey, let me think about the user experience. The user experience is terrible for job seekers. Make the user experience better so it's at least fair. Fair enough, and that that's a really good one, man. I, th I think there is a lot of Im imbalance because there's the ha the people who have what you want, yeah, and, and who you... have money and resources. Yes, and resources I think are the the big. Dividing line there. That's for sure. All right. Second question. What's the one thing you've seen with the modern job hunt that everyone doesn't do that they should be doing? Spend more time on the resume. Spend more time and the on the right things. Okay. So like... keep your resume ATS compliant so that these the system these automatic systems can apply to it. But keep it simple. That put more numbers on your resume. I see that all the time. Be straight to the point. Like most people are trying to fluff up their resume. Just keep it simple. Hey, I sold X million dollars worth of product to X many people booking X number. Hey, I did 200 calls. That's it. People are so focused on I worked in a, you know, the 
showing that they worked in a fast-paced environment. Mention you did 200 phone calls a day. That's fast-paced. Mention how many things you did. Mention how many meetings you booked. Mention how many clients you work with. Mention how many accounts you manage. That's it. Focus on that. That's Because the thing is, if I, I, you tell me you work in a fast-paced environment, I say, no, you do not. If I tell you you book two, if you tell me you book 200 meetings, all right, you book 200 meetings. That that implies fast pace and all that. Yes. And if I if I question whether or not you book 200 meetings, that's a whole separate issue. But be more quantitative in your descriptions. Got it. That's a really good one. That's one we've we've tiptoed around a little bit on this show. Yeah. But it's a really good one to yeah, hear just that. Be just be simple. Totally... Just be upfront. And just be simple. That way, when someone reads it, they know, okay, oh, yeah. I need someone to make 100 phone calls. This guy made 200 a day. Cool. I, I need someone to manage accounts that are 5 million. This guy managed accounts that were 4 million. It's okay. He could. It's not a big yeah. leap. Of course not. No, especially in, the, in that realm. You know, yeah. that's all. <laughs> all right. Now, I'm a big and avid follower of you on LinkedIn, good sir. I always love seeing your content. I, it's, a, it's a great thing to tag along behind you. My last question, what is your number one LinkedIn tip? Be more active and support others. Most gotcha. times people, when they say, hey, how do I grow my profile? They're just focused on themselves. Build up others. Build up other – other. that's like the simple way anybody can do that. Anybody can go, comment, support your friends, support people you like, and you'll see it will lead to good things. That's like the easiest number one tip. Like activity is the most important thing. Like you got a got perfect it. profile, but if you never use it, it's a waste. Good point. That's right. So we should always be looking to – Make sure that we're interacting with the algorithm, getting ourselves out there amongst other people too. Awesome. Well, good deal, my friend. It is winding down to the end here. So if people wanted to find more about you, Janiad, what you're all about with nodegree.com, and of course follow you on social media, where would they look? LinkedIn is the best place. So if you search up my name, Janiad, J-O-N-A-E-D, nodegree.com is where I I publish, not me and my team publish a lot, my team and I publish a lot of articles. And I have the podcast on the No Degree podcast on nodegree.fm. I have a lot of interesting episodes of people. You know, I have someone who works at Twitter without a college degree who started as an office assistant. I have people who, you know, became CEOs, people who worked in sales, who worked in manufacturing, who worked in marketing, who worked in tech, you know. So you hear all these stories and they actually share the specific things they actually did. Not just like, hey, I worked hard and woke up early and that's what got me to. Yeah. It's like, no, I took this exam, I took this course, I did XYZ, and that's how I got to where I am. So, listeners, what you're hearing there is making sure that you follow Janiad on social media and, of course, heading to nodegree.com. And please, by all means, tune into the No Degree podcast. It's been great to have you here, my friend, down here in Recruiting Hell. Thank you for sitting in the hot seat today. No, it was fun. It was fun. It didn't feel hot, it felt warm. You're a warm, warm person. As we draw this episode to a close, remember, you are worth more than your work. Your value to society is not dictated by what you do to pay your bills. Job hunting is difficult, no matter your age, gender, location, or background, and it's both acceptable and to your benefit to seek every bit of help in conquering this challenge. For more from Recruiting Hell, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player or our YouTube channel. And don't forget to leave a review of the show if your podcast platform allows it. It's tremendously helpful. Connect with Rob via LinkedIn. Be sure to visit recruiting-hell.com to subscribe to our newsletter. And of course, follow the show all across social media. Just look for the orange and blue flame logo. Recruiting Hell is a production of Westport Studios and is proudly made in Wisconsin. Lastly, be sure to visit and support our sponsors. They make it possible to do this show and make it better every single week. Remember... 
Your job hunt is a marathon, not a sprint, and Recruiting Hell will be here to help you keep pace. Thanks for listening. Hey folks, it's Rob. Are you looking for a new opportunity in an up-and-coming industry that can help you get out of recruiting hell? CoinList, one of the fastest-growing companies in the cryptocurrency space, is hiring. That's right, they not only support this show because they believe in it, but they believe that there's great talent to be found in this audience. Generous comp, great flexibility, incredible benefits, a strong culture, and a powerhouse team sound like a fit for you? Head to www.coinlist.co slash jobs and apply today. That's www.coinlist.co slash jobs. And be sure to let them know that you found them here on Recruiting Hell.